anyone tuned in, this is the Men, Church, Stuff podcast. It's the show where brothers-in-law DJ Colt and Brad Coleman talk about what it's like being Christian men in today's society. Having spent our entire lives immersed in church culture, we want to share our experiences with other men who are willing to listen. We'll talk life stuff, church stuff, man stuff, and, well, stuff stuff. Let's get to it. Welcome, listeners, here and there and everywhere, all across the land. This is the Men Church Stuff Podcast. I am one of your hosts, DJ Colt. As always, here with my beloved brother-in-law, Brad Coleman. Brad, what's up, man? Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> the day of wins. The day of well, a day of wins, yes. Yeah, I'm like, hey, DJ, we're, we're doing this at nine, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no it's ten. No, doing this at 10. Oh, win? Yeah. Win? <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm going to give, like, I know, Brad, that we've, We've scheduled this technically, but because life is, you know, life, we've recorded on Mondays, we've recorded on Wednesdays, on Thursdays, on Fridays, as long as we get the recording in, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know um, what I've learned, DJ, is that it doesn't do me any good if I write it down on my calendar, <laughs> if I don't look at my calendar. I know, right? Like, I, I, I kind of gave up on writing things down a long time ago because I realized I would write them down thinking, I wrote that down. And then I would never look at it again. Like, why write it down if I'm not going to look at it? So <laughs> maybe I've just accepted the fact I'm probably just going to forget stuff. <laughs> well, I If I don't write it down, I will forget it. And But, but again, if I don't look at what I've written down, then I'll still forget it. Yep. Um, this happens to me. I'm not going to say it happens to me often. Shara would say what happens to me often, but I don't think it happens to me as much as she might say. But um, I will write things down and then forget where I put that. And that is why you see me with my <laughs> what I call my commonplace book. Oh, everything really? goes yeah. in there because <laughs> I used to write stuff on everything. I used to write notes here and there and right, right. And papers and I can never find it. <laughs> um, so. Uh, you know, yesterday I had three of them out, like my uh-huh. current one and the last two, looking through it and kind of <laughs> finding. <laughs> yeah. It took a little while, but I knew, okay, if I wrote it down, it's in here. It's in one of these books. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. And so I was able to find some stuff. but So, yeah. um, so listeners, just as, as a bit of a bit of a little nod to uh, the last two weeks, um, Brad, as as you saw in our Facebook group. Um, listeners, if you haven't checked out the Facebook Facebook group, go check it out because um, we've got uh, we've got ourselves a, a a little a little heckling going on here with with the whole Brad and pumpkin spice thing. I mean, like like really, uh, listener, if you're new to the show, um, Brad has has indicated that his favorite thing about fall is kind of like the the political divider of all that is of all that is good and holy and righteous about fall which is pumpkin spice and, and brad said his favorite things about uh, favorite thing about fall is pumpkin spice so brad i i had a, a colleague that i work with um she loves the show um she uh she told me you know you need to tell brad that that he should uh he should check out starbucks and get himself a pumpkin spice letter jacket and at first i thought it was kind of a joke but dude those things are real Starbucks has a pumpkin spice latte letter jacket. <laughs> so, man, like, so you've got UGG boots on the way, right? Yeah. Like, theoretically, you've got UGG boots that are that are coming out. And, and I mean, we could deck you out pumpkin spice, man. I'm going to have to get a wig, too, like a burnt orange wig. Burnt orange wig. Yeah, that might insinuate some other things, so... <laughs> we'll, we'll just well we're gonna move on <laughs> i love my wife very much okay yeah, right. that's right <laughs> um so our uh our topic today brad is my convictions should, should be your convictions i love this topic 
Um, so listener, we're talking about pumpkin spice. Yeah, right? yeah that's why we're talking. You all should love pumpkin, pumpkin spice. spice. Yeah, two <laughs> two weeks ago we actually did this topic, but we did it like <laughs> like incognito. Yeah. <laughs> so, so just go back and listen just a few a couple weeks ago, right. and yeah. we're done. Yeah. We'll see you guys. And later. we're done, <laughs> listener. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> so, so um, listener, if you're a churchgoer. You know all too well about about people that hold the that hold the belief that because they believe it, you should too. Um, so we wanted to we wanted to kind of just um, unpack this. We're gonna we're gonna talk we're gonna definitely talk about some some scriptural truths and we're gonna we're gonna talk about human behavior and I don't know if we should call them stupid people because listener. If, if, if you've ever thought about, man, this person's stupid because they want me to believe that, <laughs> you're one of them, <laughs> so, and so am I. <laughs> um, so, Brad, to 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 really kick the show off, here we go. In May of 2021, <laughs> I'm crying. I'm sorry. In May of 2021, 2,000 U.S. citizens were surveyed. And the result was that 46% of them believe that that they're better than everyone else that they know. And the other people lied about it. Everybody else lied. I believe it, but I can't say it, you know. Yeah, so I don't know. Anonymous survey. I don't know if we should give those 46% props for being, being honest. honest. <laughs> Appreciate your honesty. <laughs> like the, the audacity is pretty, pretty, uh, pretty impressive. Um, so but see, and my question was statistics, <laughs> right? My question was statistics. Cause all right. America. A bunch of people, right? Bunch, right. lots, 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 and lots and lots of people. Right. Yes, yes. And so we found two thousand of them, <laughs> which is a micro percentage. Yeah, right. Asked 2, I'm like, and where did you go yeah, to a college campus? Yeah, right. No, you didn't, because it would have been like more like ninety five. Ninety for yeah, right. Ninety five percent of college college kindergarten classroom. <laughs> yeah, kindergarten classroom. It would probably be about. 20% first grade classroom, it would be 120%. You go to middle school, they can't do math either. They can't do math. That's right. Um, so Brad, in uh, in in regards to that, that statistic, um, what are your thoughts on just this opening question I sent you last night? Why do people need to be right? Not why right. do because so listener I was like, one of wow, these that's like, a really I know, deep, right, yeah, philosophical right, yeah. I know, theological right. so so listener one of the things that that if you haven't if if you don't know this about me or again if you're kind of relatively new to the show whatever um, I love I love like the, when you word something are you meaning what you say so Brad I want to know why do people need to be right not why do people want to be right. Why do you like, in your opinion, why do you think people need to be right? Well, so let's, the overarching, like huge, um, most important reason yeah. we need to be right is because we need to be in line with with God, who is who is the lover of our soul, but also going to be our ultimate judge. And so, right. so on <laughs> at the end of the at the end of our life, as we stand before Him, it's going to be important. That yeah. we were right in his sight, right? Uh, or, or could we go jump at righteous in his sight? Righteous Jesus in his Christ. sight, yeah, right? Yeah. So, you know, ultimately, um, God's truth is truth. You know, and we have you know, your truth and my truth and all this truth. But at the end of the day, DJ, or at the end of your life, you're not going to stand before me and get my opinion, right? Um, you're going to stand before God and His truth. So that's right. Of course, you know, we live in a world where there's a lot of people that don't believe in absolute truth. Yes, and that's and, so and, true, man. And and I think, you know, that, that whatever God has said is absolute truth. Now, 
part of what we're going to discuss is um, what is the absolute truth that God has said, and what is it that we have uh, done with it yeah. sometimes right. that is God's absolute truth that really isn't, yeah, you know, or, or may or may not be, you know, you know, there are there are some real black and white things that that there's really no room, yeah. So I so I would say I would say probably the most poignant black and white truth that that really comes to my mind regarding this is the absolute this is what this is something that is non-negotiable under any circumstance is John 14 6. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father but through me. There is there is no other way around that. And and one of the things that I, I, I love, Brad, you know, you've known me long enough. I really do love like the the speech of philosophy mm-hmm. and listener i certainly don't want to bore you with philosophy because it's it can get very dry very fast but like when you when you take a look at john 14 6 i'm the way the truth and life no one come no man comes comes to the father but through me you actually jesus actually frames both the positive and the negative in the same in the same sentence mm-hmm. the positive is i am the way i am the truth and i am the life and the negative is that you cannot get to the father except through me he didn't he didn't leave it just in the positive to infer the negative or he didn't say anything in the negative for you to infer the positive. He actually gave you both. And that that to me is an absolute truth. Matter of fact, again, to me, Brad, that is the most poignant specifically regarding like who is Jesus and what is salvation. To me, that is actually the most poignant absolute truth in all of Scripture. Um, well, and, and it, it's Jesus makes it exclusive. You yes. know, sometimes we are accused as Christians of of being, you know, exclusionary or exclusive, and uh, they're right because Jesus made it that way. Jesus didn't leave room for pluralism. Ha- had right. this conversation with people. Well, you know, Jesus, and that's your way. No, He is the way. You know, He He didn't leave room for us to follow Buddha or Islam or our own hearts or whatever right. else that that we want. He says, I I am the way, the truth, and the life. Not a way, not a truth, not a life, but but the this singular only one. Yeah. And so so he is exclusive. And I think that's where you get into uh, in other parts of scripture where Jesus said that that he came to um cause division. Not mm. not because he wants division, but yeah. but because you know, it's, it's his way. Yep. We're not. Yeah. We're no other and, way. And, and, and it makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying it's necessarily fun. Cause I mean, I don't, I don't like it to be quite honest when people don't like me, mm-hmm. but as I, as I flippantly say in those instances, but don't worry, I have other friends. Um, but like, in all honesty, I don't like it when people don't like me, but it makes sense then as to why Jesus would say like, People will hate you because of my name. People are going to to see you as almost essentially as an enemy because of my name. And uh, <clears throat> and, and I think that's an important part because of my name, because of Jesus. Yeah, right. So because I, I can't stress this enough and I probably well, I probably can. I probably overstress it sometimes. Don't be a jerk. If right. people don't like you or if people hate you because you're a jerk, mm-hmm. don't blame Jesus for that. Right. Don't claim Jesus for that. Like if you're, if you know, Jesus, grace and love and mercy, he, he spoke with grace and love and mercy. He spoke about justice because he, God is just, God has wrath, but God is love. Right. You know, those things. So, uh, we, we have to make sure that we're doing things in the right way and with the right heart. And then if people hate us, yeah, there's Jesus. If they're hating us because of his name. Yeah. You know, if, if you right. hate yeah. me because yeah, 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 yeah. I say Jesus is the only way to heaven. Right. But I'm telling you because I want you to know because I want you to go. Right. I want you to know Jesus so you can go live eternally with Jesus right. and me. I, I'm trying to remember where I heard this, but I heard it heard it recently. Um, it was said that, you know, for the most part, uh, all around all around the world, you are not going to, 
you're not really you're not going to find a lot of of pushback if you say you believe in Jesus. Mm-hmm. The pushback comes when when you say that Jesus is actually the only way. That's that's when that's when you know the right. that's when the hostility comes in. Right. When um, I say I believe what Jesus said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I. I believe in Jesus and that He said stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, all, um, now all of a sudden, yeah. this is a well, conversation. And again, yeah. there's the conversation of a lot of people are okay with you saying, you know, I believe this. I believe this. Right. Because again, with pluralism, it's like, fine. You believe what you want to believe. I'll believe what I want to believe. Yeah. But, but don't tell me Jesus is the only way. Don't. 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 Don't tell me that that he is the only way to right. heaven. Yeah, because he's now, your way. Now, and 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 I think this is one of the reasons why I why I I really like the idea of our topic today about my convictions should be your convictions because, um, do I have a conviction that Jesus is the only way to heaven? Yes, I have that conviction, but I didn't I didn't form that conviction all on my own. You know what I mean? This is not one of these. I looked around me and socially saw that this is what was going on was right. i taught that as a as a child yes i was but i distinctly remember like when i got to college even even i started like even in high school i started experiencing this <clears throat> um that there are there are other views as to mm-hmm. i mean there are other views spanning the full gamut of jesus is the only way to heaven doesn't exist you know i mean like mm-hmm. there's and mm-hmm. and literally everything in between yeah. so why do I hold the conviction that Jesus is, in fact, the only way, the truth, and the life? No one comes to the Father but through me. It has more to do with that's my conviction. It has more to do with I believe that because the Bible says so. Biblical truth, yeah, yeah, biblical truth. It has. It, it's. I mean, it's both. It's both of those and more. And so, at that point in time, I would be willing to say that that is not a conviction of mine. That that is a biblical truth, and. I, you know, and and that's a biblical truth that that I that I I have to accept that it's a biblical truth that that I um um I'm trying to think of the word for it. Uh but that that well and, and I think again that I, think I, I, I uphold. I think it's both. And I think that's there's the key right there, okay? Because a conviction yeah. and, and a firmly held belief or opinion. Yeah. One definition of conviction. So the you can firmly hold a belief or conviction and be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so, what we're concerned about is that we're firmly holding that conviction, and it's a biblical truth. And it's a biblical truth. That's right. You know, yeah. Because, because then, all right, God has said it. It's God's way, and I'm I have my conviction in what God has said. So, yeah, and and so in the essentials, you know, I I like the quote. Um, in essentials, unity. And non-essentials, liberty, and all things charity or love, and all things love. Um, now, I think one of the problems gets in with convictions is sometimes we can't decide what's essential and what's not essential. Yeah, right. Yeah, and um, I, and and I think that this is where <clears throat> this is where the whole conviction thing comes into play. Like, what is a what is an actual conviction in the definitions, kind of the, as the word that we're using it today? Does it have a biblical truth behind it? In the sense of, can I, can I like, can I plug this into my daily life and fully understand how it fits? Yeah. Sometimes the answer to that is yes, but sometimes the answer to that is no. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if I, if I hijack what you were about to say, sorry. No, no, I think that's, that's, that's right there. I mean, again, you know, as we've said, when you look at the words of Jesus, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Uh, very exclusive. Yeah. Not open for your opinion. Right. Not open for a different interpretation. It, it's very clear. Right. Very, very clear the way he says it. You know. Um, but what about hats in church? Right. Let's, dude, let's go. You know, like, <laughs> let's go there. <clears throat> I like, I, I always like, I like hats, the, the, the conversation of hats in church, yay or nay. Mm-hmm. Um, for two reasons. Number one, and Brad, I don't know if you know this story. You may, you may, but, uh, when I was, um, I would think I was, I think it was already out of college. I was teaching and I had my hat on as a Wednesday night. Um, I went to church for, for, uh, 
for praise team rehearsal. And my drumsticks were in the the sanctuary and we were rehearsing somewhere else in the church. So, mm-hmm. you know, church, the church folks were gathering and, and I went into the sanctuary, my hat was on. Um, and, uh, you probably already know where I'm going with this. So I pick <laughs> up, I get my, get my drumsticks and I'm headed out. And there's a guy who stopped me and said, excuse me, young man, do you take your hat off when you say the national anthem? Yes, sir. I do. He said, well, why are you, why do you have your hat on in the house of God right now? Because apparently Jesus, I don't know if you knew this, Brad, but Jesus lives in First Baptist Church um, in Murray, Kentucky. I don't know if you knew that or not. And listener, <laughs> listener, if you if you were unaware that <laughs> that's actually that's actually his house. Um, so um, uh, I didn't have the I didn't have the like the wits about me to kind of even respond because I was like, this, is this really happening right now? Mm-hmm. So I decided I decided after kind of I you know was able to process that that situation really happened. Um, I was able to process and I, so I went and I thought, okay, I understand that this is a tradition, that this is a tradition of, of, mm-hmm. of, of the church, but like, I wonder what, I wonder what scripture actually has to say about that. That's a, that's first, first Corinthians 11. Yep. <laughs> there I actually two, pulled that up. I, actually yeah, pulled I, that I up. wondered if you did. Yeah. <laughs> first Corinthians 11, there's there, Paul gives us two scenarios where men should not have their heads covered when they are praying and prophesying. Women, but, but, on the other hand, get right but, yeah, but, 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 but I want you to look, look at the language, though. So here's NASB. Yeah, let me pull this up. Uh, Go ahead. Uh, so 1 Corinthians 11, 4. Every man who has something on his head while praying or prophesying disgraces his head. Yep. Names his head. So I think that's important. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where is the disgrace on his head? Where is the shame on his head? It doesn't say it doesn't say he sins. Now right. we can argue that conviction wise. Sure. If that's yeah. your conviction. If that's your conviction, yeah. Where? I'm not saying you should go shame your head. But you know, when I pray, I generally pull off my hat. Uh-huh. There have been times when when I've been driving down the road just talking to God that I that I forget to take my hat off. Yeah. Yeah, yeah right. I also oh, don't no, close my God, eyes. God didn't hear your prayer. Yeah. I also don't close my eyes. <laughs> yeah, you know, right. when I'm driving down the road. Wait, do I generally close my eyes? Yes. That is frowned do, upon. Yeah, right. Yeah. Do, do I have to close my eyes to pray? No. This is a conversation that, that I've had uh with the kids. For for me, when I close my eyes, it helps me focus more on the prayer. Especially mm-hmm. if somebody else is praying. Yep. With Carrie Beth. If she closes her eyes while someone else is praying, she's going to start imagining other things <laughs> because she has That's a very nice. vivid imagination, a very vivid internal, you know, picturesque yeah. uh, ability to, in her mind's eye, she's done gone into another realm. So, so I had to stop fussing at her for not closing her eyes in prayer. Yeah. Now, when I do fuss at her is when she calls her sister out for not closing her eyes. <laughs> for not closing her eyes. Yeah, right. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. How did you know? Because How did you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 hey, and, and there's the thing about conviction, too. I can do this, but you can't. I know, dude. It's, it's yeah, okay for me to do it. Yeah. But, but I not, understand why I'm but, doing but it. But not you. Yeah. Now, again, I think there there are those those things of respect. Here's my thing, though, mm-hmm. for for church men, for church guys, yeah. old or young, if that's your conviction. Now, DJ, for him to say that to you, I think you're okay. You're the drummer. You're going to take it with salt. You're going to figure it out. Yeah. But please, if someone oh is gosh. visiting church. Well, here's the thing. I didn't know who that guy was, just to let you know. Well, if you don't know who you are, right? So, I know. Yeah. Hey, if you don't know who that guy is, go you don't Brad, have that go relational Brad. Go Brad. Like, don't keep people out of church because they're wearing a hat. I know. Don't make them take their hat off because because they're in church. Again, if I'm reading First Corinthians 11, right, it says he's shaming his own head. Right. On some he's level, not, it's not really your business. He's yeah, not he's shaming, not shaming you. your he's head. Not That's shaming right. The Lord. He's not shaming God's sanctuary yeah the shame is upon him and now, i would even i, would I would say even... well i would say i will say 
this is why I would say it doesn't say it's a sin. All right. It says it's a shame. It's a disgrace. Right. Um, and this is why I'll make that jump because okay. it's a shame, a shame for anyone who is hung up on a tree. So Jesus was took that shame. Mm. Oh, that I see what disgrace. you're saying. Yeah. Right. Now, he was taking our sin, but he was there, there, there was shame placed on him. So I I would say my conviction and understanding the scripture is that's not a sin. Now, so so just you know, keep keep that in mind. Right. Um, I I had a professor in college whom I a lot of times again I used to have hair on the top of my head. Believe it or not, right. and uh, you know get a little bit longer and it just wake up with bed head and I put on a hat and I go to my classes. Well, I had a professor who his conviction was you didn't wear a hat on the inside, especially in his class. That, that was yeah. disrespectful to him. So he would remind me to take it off when I came into his class if I didn't. Yep. You know, and I got to the point where I would just come in, take it off. Yeah. Because I meant no disrespect for it. I was just trying to cover my bad hair. Right. God took care of that problem for me. <laughs> you don't have to worry about it. Yeah. yeah. And and so, you know, out of respect for him, I take it off. Right. You know, and then as soon as I left, I'd wear it to all my other classes because that was his conviction. And that's the way he felt. And, and because I respected him as my professor, as the guy of, okay, this is your class. You're teaching right. it. I'm going to, I'm going to do that. You know, DJ, for me and you, uh, and we, we do it a little differently because, again, it's your mom versus, nah. versus your mother-in-law. That's right, yeah. Um, uh, when I'm eating out with your mother, I take off my hat. When yep. I'm eating out with most other people, I don't. And when I'm, eating, when I'm eating out with my mom, I keep my hat on because yeah. I can. Ha-ha. That's right, because <laughs> because you were made to take it off. That's right. For oh, so dear. long. Yeah, now, I'm grown when, when my son becomes a man. <laughs> he'll have to make that decision between him and his nana. But right, right now, yeah, but right under now, my stewardship, <laughs> you're going to take off your hat when we're eating at the table with your nana. That's right. That's right. So, again, that's that's between you and your mama and the good Lord. Right. <laughs> Not me. And and so sometimes I think with conviction, we have to look at that. Yeah. Now, I think where we get in trouble is when we go to this anything goes with essentials because it's like, well, that's not between me and them. No, if God has said this is, and, and let's go back to that. I'm the way, the truth and the life. Mm-hmm. And someone goes, well, you know, I think there's other ways to heaven. And we can't go, Oh, well, that's just your conviction. Yeah. I mean, no, that's, that's blatantly biblical truth right there. Yeah. But I also want you guys to see what we we're talking about at hats, right? What DJ said he did, what I was doing, but we didn't plan that. Right. Both went to first Corinthians chapter 11 because we want to see <laughs> what does God say about it in his word. Yep. But we also want to think what didn't God say about it? That sometimes and, people go, well, this is this, the Bible says it's wrong. Does the Bible say it's wrong is a very good question. Now, now, Brad, off of that, hmm. I'm going to say this first Corinthians 11, like looking down verse seven says this, a man, in fact, should not cover his head. Like, yeah. I love hats. I love hats. I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> like I'm going to, I'm, I'm just going to wear my hat. And, and someone would say, well, that means, you know, if, if, if someone would then walk up to me and say, that means you're shaving your head all the time. I mean, okay. I, I just, I'm sorry. I like, I, I love hats. And, and like guys, wear, guys wear hats. And it, and it actually even says, uh, um, you know, men, because he is God's image and glory, but woman is man's glory. And I'm like, I certainly don't want to try to unpack this because there is a, there's a, there's a, there's a <laughs> yeah, twist. No, like, no, 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 no. Um, but, <sighs> but my favorite part of actually all of first Corinthians, first Corinthians 11 or that particular section comes down in 13, which says this judge for yourselves. Is it proper for a woman to pray with God with, to to God with her head uncovered? You know, um, so if anyone and, and and you know if anyone wants to argue about this, we have no other custom, nor do the churches of God. The way I interpret that personally is, 
look, if you want to make a big giant deal about this, then you're missing the point. It's not major on the minors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and so, yeah, like when, when it comes to, when it comes to, um, that my, my conviction should be your convictions, what I yeah. don't like, and I've, and, I, and I've learned to really, it, like, it really annoys me, um, is not that people have biblical opinions. And when I say biblical opinions, like what is a scriptural truth that is, that is actually detrimental to one salvation? I'm going to say this, and if anybody wants to wants to call me out on it, feel free. But if you actually think that wearing a hat is going to separate, is going to is going to um, either separate me from Christ, which I know I've never met anybody that would that would say that, but nonetheless, if you think that a hat would do that, or if a hat is so distracting to you that it causes it causes your relationship to kind of become iffy with with Jesus and the Holy Spirit, I would be willing to say, I really think you've got your priorities in the completely wrong places. Yeah. Is the because, body not more than like, raiment and clothing? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah, let's not make let's not make salvation about clothes. <clears throat> no. About what we wear. Right. Um so, so do I, Brett, do we go here, do, we do we talk about conviction? Yeah. Do we talk about alcohol? Do we go there? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. I'll, 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 I'll let you go. Danger, you know, again, <laughs> these topics are. Uh, so this is what I want to say about conviction. Yeah. Again, when we look at conviction, our conviction needs to be God's conviction. Yeah. As best as we can understand it. Correct. Right. So when God has said, this is the, this is the, not right. a, this is the. And, and he's very clearly said those things, then that needs to be our conviction. Um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians 13, uh -huh. verse 9, this is the Apostle Paul writing to mm -hmm. the church at Corinth. He says, for we know in part and we prophesy in part or we preach in part. But when that which is perfect has come, the partial will be done away. Right? So when Jesus comes back, we're going to find out whose convictions were right and, and whose were wrong. Yeah. Um, and, and I'm going to tell you, you're, you and your humanity are not all right. That's correct. Right. And you're, you know, so no matter how good we think we understand things. Um, one of my favorite quotes uh, from, from a guy who's, who especially recently has spoken a lot into my life, another pastor uh, Greg Fina, uh, just a great, uh, godly man, uh, helping with some church revitalization things. Um, but I heard him before this in, in a meeting say something along these lines. Uh -huh. I've been around long enough to know I don't know very much. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of wisdom in that. And I He's mean, my hero. That, that, yeah. That, that hit me. Um, <laughs> So I've been around long enough to know that I don't know very much. And, and Ian, I kind of think that that's part of what Paul is echoing is, is we know in part. Now we're more known Bible says the more, you know, the more is required. So mm -hmm. it, God also talks about convictions of, you know, if it's your conviction and it's your deep held conviction that you believe I shouldn't be wearing a hat in church right and by all means don't that's right yeah so don't. i actually brad i've actually got that pulled up so uh, yeah. listener if you're if you're curious is to is to where that is that's that's the entire chapter of romans 14 um where paul goes into lengthy detail is as to explaining so using using hat here um using using a hat in church explaining that to some per that to, to 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 one person wearing a hat in church is going to be fine to another person wearing a hat in church is like as bad as some natural disaster and and in both cases both people are right because mm -hmm. each of them have a conviction that actually doesn't doesn't stray from their faith however what what paul what you know what paul tells us is this 
Therefore, if your brother or for if your brother is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Mm -hmm. Do not destroy that one Christ. Do not destroy that one Christ died for by what you eat. Mm -hmm. Therefore, do not let your good be slandered for the mm -hmm. kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. So like if you have a conviction, as Brad said, you know, tell folks and mm -hmm. accept other people's convictions. Yeah. But number one, we number one, you got to have a conversation. Number two, you and I'm going to say this as blatantly. It's going to be it's going to sound sarcastic. I don't care if you are if you are willing to have the, the conversation about yeah. about your own convictions. Number one, you have to accept other people's convictions. And number two, both people cannot be stupid enough to to only think that they are going to walk away. Right. Can't mm -hmm. do it. Otherwise, don't even talk about it. Like you, you've got to, you've got to understand, like, um, mm. I'm, I, I, Brad, I'll go here. I'm not a pastor. I'll, I'll go here. Um, the, I don't, I, I do not understand for the life of me why the Southern Baptist convention has always since the twenties felt the need to, to die on the hill of alcohol. Mm. I don't get it. However, I, I, I don't drink alcohol as a way to ensure that that they not that they are validated but i know that there are people that mm -hmm. do not have the willpower to get over it mm -hmm. and it and alcohol does not mean that much to me mm -hmm. so no big no biggie mm -hmm. however there are things where i like i'm not going to back down off of um, and, uh, and right now I'm trying to think of what they might be, but, um, yeah. you know, like, but, but like the, the, the convictions, I think, I think the word conviction oftentimes when in, in the, in the churchy world is actually a code word for traditions uh, and, ooh. <laughs> and I'm, I, I'm going there, dude. So if, if in fact yes, conviction, are. if in fact conviction is a code word for tradition and the traditions that are held are not, are not necessarily the ones that the world abides by, nor are they detracting from scripture itself. Dude, I'm going to go with it. Actually, I'll tell you one. It just popped into my mind. It's what I do. Like I'm a drummer for anybody that knows anything about small world culture or small, small church world culture. Drums are no, are a no go. Look, man, I'm playing. I don't care. Yeah. And, and, and if that means I don't get to go to your church, then I don't get to go to your church. But um, anyways, so, so let's talk tradition because I let's think do that's it. a good thing because tradition in and of itself is not necessarily problematic. Right. Matter yep. of fact, I think, I think God encourages us to have tradition Yep. because traditions are supposed to, I think, remind us of God's truth. Yeah. You know, they're like, Hey, we do this every year. Uh, you know, when, when he, when God would do something huge, you know, parting the, the sea, Red yeah. Sea, and taking them across <clears throat> on dry land. He tells them to take 12 smooth stones, right? 12 rocks right, out of there, build an altar, and remember. Yep. So so one of the things that traditions, I think, are supposed to do and when they're good is when they help us remember what God has done. Yeah. And then what God has done in our life, what God has done in our family. Traditions can help us focus on what's important. One of the traditions that we have as a family, and my dad started this, was we read Luke chapter two before we open presents on That's Christmas cool, morning. Man. Yeah. You know, and, and, <clears throat> and I love that. And I cherish that tradition. Is it wrong if you don't DJ? Absolutely not. No, you know, you it's don't, not. does everybody need to and have to No, But for, for me, what it does for me is it right. one, it recenters me on the reason for the season. Right. And it gives me the opportunity to say to my children every Christmas before as they're all excited and half listening to Luke too, and going, how much of right. it is dad going to read this year? Is he going to read all of it? Or is he going to, <laughs> yeah, right. when well, is he going to stop? Because right I want to open my presents. Present staring and at I me, was dad. there. Yeah, yeah. I was there. I was that kid <laughs> yeah, who, right. who was like, oh, come on. Come on, oh, come he's, on. Oh, he's going to yeah, read about born. The, I know Jesus is born. Just get there. Just say Jesus is read about born. the eight <laughs> days later in the Simeon this time. Oh, yeah, right. come on. I want to open my presents. Yeah. It's a reminder for me, but also tell my kids, hey, 
then I can say this. Look, this is why we read, or I ask them, why are we reading this before yeah, we open our right. presents? Sure. Because, because it's about Jesus. So, but the warning I have about tradition is this. I would argue that part of the reason that the Pharisees missed Jesus, they missed the Messiah that they were supposedly Go, waiting Brad, for. I know where for, you're going, dude. Is because they were so caught up in their tradition that that they missed the truth. And they missed and they mistook their yeah. own traditions for for God's, truth. For, for God's yeah. truth and what and here's here's here, I'm gonna I'm gonna go here and I don't have a law a laundry laundry list of examples, but Brad listener, it is so unbelievably dangerous. It's so crazy dangerous when when you use like scriptural. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call it. The, I'm gonna I'm gonna go this way. And I know I know this is gonna be controversial, but when you use scriptural guidance yeah. as as like equally as important as the role of Jesus in 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 salvation mm. to where you equate your your convictions, we'll say on alcohol, on on um, on uh, wearing hats in church. And let, I mean, I'm going to go I'm going to go ridiculous here. I mean, let's like let's 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 just let's pick fun here, decorating de over decorating for Christmas or something like that. Right. I mean, when you when you equal that equate that with jesus his 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 birth his ministry his death and his resurrection you miss him and i and and that's the dangerous part and brad i think that's where the pharisees got caught because yeah. they actually did they they were using they were using the old testament but they miss they mistook they miss they missed the the message of jesus they, i think they missed the heart of god yeah they did they totally they, did because they, they saw they, rules. They focused right so totally on the rules yeah. that, that they missed the heart of God. You know, one of the things that Jesus says, and I'm pretty sure he's talking to the Pharisees or the Sadducees or somebody like that. He said the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. Mm. Sabbath was mm. made for man, not man for the Sabbath. <laughs> you know, and Jesus was notorious for healing. On the Sabbath. Oh man! Oh, no. like he deliberately is going to heal uh, on know. the Sabbath in front of the Pharisees. Like if at anybody, their party, if anybody or, does, or, I, I don't know. I think it's a dangerous thing for me to say, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna say it because I don't, I don't, I have yet to to figure out a word. But like, if anybody doesn't think that Jesus and God can be sarcastic, I, I, I don't know. Like, I, well, and, and and again, I think, I think we have to see the heart of God. Is is Jesus wants them to stop stumbling? Yeah, over this stumbling block, and stop making other people stumble over it. Right, and realize the truth of God. Yeah, so that's that's where I get right. So when we look at Jesus and His ministry, and then we look at what Paul says in Romans, and I think sometimes we have to discern what's the difference and when what is the difference. That's exactly right. Well, because sometimes we would look, <clears throat> sometimes we would look at what Paul says about not making our brother stumble. But then Jesus's paradigm doesn't fit in that. So then That's I think we have, to, Dude, we have to question. Oh, what a connection. We have to question our understanding. Yeah. You know, because DJ, I would say to you, um, and, and Paul's talking about those who are weaker in faith, right? It's going to cause your brother to stumble. Right. Um, I'm always interested or intrigued when people come and go, well, that's causing me to stumble. Okay. Well, that's kind of on you. Then that is like you want me to tell them to stop, yeah. So because it's causing you to stumble. Well, I think we need to talk about what's causing you to stumble. What's making you um, stumble here? That's so right. Let's, so let's talk about alcohol. I think it's a good example. If if it's your conviction um, that that it's okay for you to drink, I would tell you that I don't have a problem with that conviction. Um, the Bible has a problem with drunkenness. Yes, it's often preaching against drunkenness. Uh, so, and, and again, we could argue that point to the nth degree. I've had this yep. conversation. I don't want to yep. do that right now. No. Let me give you this example. Uh -huh. If you feel it's okay for you to drink, but you have a friend that you know who suffers and struggles as an alcoholic. That's right. That's right. And you're going out to dinner with him. Don't do it. Don't, don't order. Don't your do beer. It. Don't, don't order your, your margarita. That's right. 
Yeah. And I think that's what Paul is, is talking about is, yeah. is I'm not going to do that. That's going to put a stumbling block in my brother's way. Yep. Because like, so I'm not going to give it yet. So, <clears throat> so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to get transparent here. Um, when, and I haven't done this Where'd since. You go, DJ? I can't yeah. See. Right. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. I, I literally made myself transparent. Um, I, I haven't, I haven't had, I haven't had a beer in a long time. Um, like I, you know, I signed, I signed a covenant, whether I agreed with all of the, all of the, the, the details of it, it, that doesn't matter, but I signed, I, um, I signed a covenant with, um, with our church and with my particular institution here at union, but, um, you know, that I, that I wouldn't drink because that's what Southern Baptists Mm -hmm. think is, is the best thing, whatever. But when, when I was getting my doctorate down at the university of Mississippi, I would oftentimes when, when, you know, when, when a bunch of people would go out, would go out drinking and they would go out to get shammered, I would go out with them and I'd hang out. I would have two beers max, max, if not even just one. And what I would tell them if they ask is, I I mean, I'm, I'm not here to get drunk. I don't do that. And the reason I don't do that is because the Bible speaks against it. And the way I would phrase that, what like the Bible speaks against it, almost makes it sound kind of like Bible thumping, even though even though it's not. But I would I would say something along the lines of, "Look, the way what 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 Scripture says, like in you know the way the way that the way that I live my life is is I believe what Scripture says, and anything mm-hmm. that causes me to begin to lose my own consciousness, my own control, my mental state, I, I don't get I don't I don't I don't do that." So I would have that much and I'd be done. Mm. And, and like some people would say, well, you were enabling them. Was I really, they were going to be there even if I wasn't there. So, mm. you know, like, I mean, that I think the, those kind of conversations are not meant in my personal opinion, those kind of conversations are not meant for the masses. I think mm. those kind of conversations are for you and me. Maybe mm-hmm. it's second, third person or fourth, third or fourth person, just small group settings to where people can hear each other out mm-hmm. in those situations. But, um, Brad, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're running low on time here, but I want to, I, I want to just kind of come back to with the, the convictions that people hold. First of all, remember it's, re- it, it is the easiest thing to see the, the convictions that you have as, as right. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody, everybody thinks they're right. Well, except for as we mentioned, the fifty-four percent of the people that 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 did not think oh, they, they think, were bad in every. <laughs> they think they're right. They're just. They're just I, mean, I don't believe you. They're just but, not honest. Um, but like what what Paul really says here is in Romans fourteen fifteen is for for if your brother is hurt by what you eat, you are no longer walking according to love. Yeah. Do not destroy that one Christ died for. Do not destroy that one Christ died for by what you eat. Yeah. Therefore. Do not let your good be slandered, for the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Whoever serves Christ in this way is acceptable to God and approved by men. Yeah, and 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 I think as we're in, and here's one of the things that I want to say with conviction. Again, you need to check your conviction, your personal conviction. Make sure it lines up with the Scripture, Mm -hmm. best as you can. and when it doesn't, adjust it. And sometimes yes. that's an emotional thing, and that's hard because yep. because sometimes, um, like I'll, I'll tell you what, I pray before I eat. Some people mm-hmm. pray <clears throat> after everybody gets to the table and they've already started eating. Some people pray afterwards. You look yep. at the scripture; you can see those examples all the time. Let's receive it with with thanksgiving, and, and let's let's pray. Um, but because that was so ingrained in me growing up that we pray before we eat even even if somebody else is going to pray after we get started i'll I'll pray in my head before i eat because i that's just so ingrained in me sure not saying that it's wrong for for me to do differently but and and i say that because there are sometimes there's things that are so ingrained in us though that are offset Mm -hmm. and we need to get rid of and we need to acknowledge they're going to be hard to get rid of and sometimes we think that because it's hard to get rid of, that means it's God and God doesn't want me to get rid of it. No, it's because your brain has developed a habit. Yep. There's, and there's a lot of things 
that it would be hard for you to quit. Um, but that doesn't mean that they are right or wrong. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I don't know if I use this example here. I know I used it in a sermon. If you if you clasp your hands together, you will naturally put one thumb over the other. Mm-hmm. And that's the way that you have done it. Right. Your entire life, more than likely. And if you deliberately change that order. Oh, it's weird, man. <laughs> your your whole entire system will tell you to change it back. Yep. Like I just did it. Yeah. And my brain is telling me this is wrong. Yeah. But the reality is it's not wrong. It's just not what I'm used to doing. It's different. Yeah. And so sometimes we can confuse what we're used to doing with with what God wants us to do. One other thing. I know I said one. Again, no, you, yeah, yeah. This is very pastorous, pastorous. Yeah. Don't, you, Brad. don't use, yeah, yeah. One more play. <laughs> My football coach is up. All right, we're just going to play and win practice. Well, right, yeah. 15 plays later, just one more play. <laughs> just um, one more. DJ will cut me off, off and just stop the recording a minute if I get too yeah, long. Right. <laughs> don't take the heart set that people who aren't following my convictions aren't good Christians. Oh, dude. How are you going to say at the end of the episode, man? <laughs> I know. Well, well Ruin, I'm just like, you got to ask yourself, what is a good Christian? Uh, yeah, right. What does that even mean? We're righteous through Jesus Christ. But, but that's one of the things that, that gets me is, yeah. and again, I think we can just bridge that in another thing, but, but don't, don't take that heart set with, you know what? They think it's okay for them to drink. I don't. I'm more holier than that. I am holier that than they is are. That's a scary thing to Oh, think. man. When, like, if you in your heart start thinking you are holier Ugh. than someone else, I'm telling you, you, you need to go back to the word and you probably need to repent about that. And, and, and we all do it. And we yes, all and we do all it. do it. We all do it. We all know what that feeling is like. You're exactly right. To, to go, the only person that has been holier than thou did not press that that fact, and that was Jesus. Mm-hmm. He he was, he's holier than all of us. Matter of fact, yeah. if we have righteousness, it's because of him. Yeah. So and oh, through man. him. So, but all right, I'm gonna shut up now. Yeah. Oh gosh! Drink some pumpkin spice. Dude, that was so, dude, that's a solid way to end. Oh my goodness, not the pumpkin spice thing. Yeah, uh, listeners, as usual, we love that you love our show. Thank you so much for being listeners. Uh, thank you so much for for hanging out with us. We love you guys so much. Um, and uh, and thank you, Brad, um, for for being a part of of this. Brad and I love doing this. We love hearing from you guys. Um, you can connect with us um, on Instagram, though nobody actually really does. Um, we can connect with us on the Facebook group um, and uh, rate and review us, guys. Uh, give us a five-star rating on iTunes. Um, feel free to, to reach out to us. Um, we have an email account, menchurchstuff at gmail.com. Brad and I will be happy. Um, we will always respond to your emails no matter, no matter what the case. Um, and guys, uh, thank you so much for, um, for all of the encouragement that, that you've been giving us. Um, yeah, it's Brad. Love you, buddy. Love you too. Love you, listeners. Guys. Love, love you. Yep, we'll catch you next time.